0: You are listening to the Grace Covenant Cornelius Podcast. So, Pastor Farrell is on sabbatical. He's still on his uh, three-week sabbatical. So, please continue to pray for him and his family. Our pastor works very, very hard, right? Amen? He works very hard. So, a chance to give him a little break with his family, just pray that God blesses that and, and helps redeem the time. And gives him a great time and restful time. Uh, so we have Pastor Johnny, our high school student's pastor, who's going to come and minister the word to us today. Now, let me tell you a couple things about Johnny that I appreciate about Johnny. Johnny has a heart of a worshiper. He leads these students with a heart of a worshiper, he also has a tremendous love and respect for the Word of God. And those are two things that I, I see as great strengths in Johnny. He's a, he's a fantastic pastor for your young people to be around, to help lead them and guide them and give them that foundation of the Word and worship in their spirits now. we give a hand for Johnny as he comes?
1: Thank you for that, Mike. Uh, He didn't do that during the 8 o'clock service, so I'm feeling pretty good already. And it's really great to have this opportunity to share with you guys this morning. Um, But enough about me, because I want to spend this morning talking about you. I want to talk about your life. So I want you to think just for a moment. Think about your life. Like, where did it start? How did you get to where you are now? What happened in between? Does it seem like there's any rhyme or reason to it, or maybe does it just feel like a series of, event, of events that you've done your best to just kind of react to? Maybe for those that are a little bit further along in life and for young people who are, who are still in school and yet to, to launch into all that adulthood is, was there ever a time where you imagined what your life might be like before bills, before debt, before the grind of life? What did you think? Maybe you even entertained the thought that there was something really specific that you were meant to do. What was that? But somewhere along the the line, life just kind of started happening. And you look at it now and you go, well, it's not quite what I thought. But hey, it could be a lot worse. And for some people, that might be good enough. But I believe that God had a plan in mind for you with a purpose that only you can live out. So today we're beginning, uh, we're beginning a new series, and it's called Living Out Your Destiny. And typically, when we think about the word destiny, I feel like it's kind of attached to this lofty, almost mystical kind of idea that you know you're walk, there's one person walking out a path, and, it, and it's only meant for very few and very special people. And all the stories we love... And all the movie heroes we admire, they have these, these unbelievable destinies that they're walking out. And there's adventure, and there's struggle, and there's triumph, and there's romance, and there's glory. And you're thinking, that's exactly what my life looks like. Right? <laughs> but it makes sense. Because we like to imagine, like to put ourselves in their shoes and imagine what it would be like to do something like really legendary. And, to, and to, to know, what if my life wasn't an accident? What if I exist because there's something that only I was destined to fulfill? But I think destiny, according to the mind of God, looks a little bit different than maybe how we've con- conditioned our minds to accept. But here's what I know. We all have a God-ordained destiny that is meant for us. Would you like to know how to discover it? All right, that's what we're going to try to do this morning. Now, the word destiny doesn't actually appear in the Bible, but I believe the concept of destiny is woven all throughout Scripture. So this first verse we're going to look at, Psalm 40, verse 5. It says, Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders you have done, the things you have planned for us no one can recount to you. Were I to speak and tell them, there would be too many to declare. So catch this. Within the massive mind of God are stored all the plans that God intends for us. And that is where your destiny resides as well. So let's do this. Let's get a definition of destiny that can guide us along here, one that reflects the truth of Scripture. Because no one here is an accident waiting for somewhere to happen. God had a plan, and you are always a part of it. So here's the definition that we are going to use for the rest of this series. And here it is. Destiny is God's unique and preferred plan for your life. Can we say that together? Destiny is God's unique and preferred plan for your life. So what that means is there is a potential reality that exists. And that reality is tailored specifically to you. And it represents God's preference for your life. But you also have a choice. You have a choice whether you want to embrace that destiny and you want to walk that path. Now think about the lives of the people we encounter in the Bible. Think about Moses and Joseph, King David, the Apostle Paul. Would you say that these people accomplished remarkable things in their life? Okay. Now think about how did they get there? What did their lives look like? Was it all easy? Was there hardship? Did they probably want to give up at some point? Yeah. So I think the first thing we have to accept when we think about these examples is that God's unique and preferred plan goes beyond our personal fulfillment. It goes beyond um, our peace of mind. It even goes beyond our happiness. And that's a lot different than the destinies that, we, that we've learned about in stories and movies. <laughs> But I think we can agree that all these people accomplish really remarkable things for God. And it doesn't mean that good things aren't a part of God's plan. I, I believe they are. So let's take a look at Romans eight twenty-eight through 30. Because here's the thing. I think God does have good things planned. Okay, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than you and it's bigger than me. And Here's what it says. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be firstborn among many brothers and sisters and those he predestined he also called those he called he also justified and those he justified he also glorified okay that's a lot of stuff so what what does that all mean well i think first it means you can probably take a breath and stop panicking so much and trust that God's got a plan he has a unique and preferred plan for you that existed in his mind before you were ever born and it says that God foreknew you so it's not like there's an accident and and God is surprised he doesn't doesn't see Blair and he's like oh man how, how did he get here what am I supposed to do with this guy that wasn't part of the plan. That throws a wrench in everything. Now i gotta, I got to rework this whole thing. No, he knew, he foreknew that Blair would exist. Not only that, not only did he know, but it says he, he chose us. He chose you. He chose Carrie. He said, Carrie, I want you. And Carrie said, well, I have this problem, and I do this, and I do that. And, and God's like, that's okay. I still want you. I still love you. And I want you to be a part of my story. So come, be a part of my story. Follow me. He chose you. Then it says that God predestined you, which is kind of like a big word. He predestined you. So think about this. Before you ever existed, you were factored into a mind-blowingly intricate strategy That accounted for every possible decision of every free will creature that would ever exist and ever has existed. And all of that sits perfectly well within the the sovereignty of God's overall plan for all of humanity. Do you follow me? Now think about that. Does that sound like a mind you can trust? Okay, not impressed. It's okay. I was prepared for this moment. Because not only that, if that's not enough, God appointed his own son. He, he gave him a destiny that included sacrificing his life, being nailed to a cross to save you from your sins. Does that sound like a heart you can trust? Yeah. The heart and mind of God has accounted for you. And it's all contained in him. And the love that, that he's shown us has been made manifest in the person of Jesus Christ. Take a look with me at Ephesians 1.11. And we're going to read this from the message translation. Here's what it says. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, he had his eyes on us had designs on us for glorious living. Part of the overall purpose, he is working out in everything and everyone. I love how it says, before we ever heard of Christ, he had his eyes on us. And I think, you know, in my own life, times where I felt like nobody saw me, and... There wasn't much meaning to things, and things seemed pointless. This idea that before I ever acknowledged God, he already had set his eyes on me. And then when you begin to realize the intentionality of that, it causes you to set your heart on God. And with his eyes set on you and your heart set on him, you can have trust. You can trust in his plan. Because you know that he's good. And you know that he's thinking about you. We can't really understand our destiny. Until we begin to understand the destiny of everything. Everything. Even reality itself. The destiny of everything. Is found in Jesus. Here's what Colossians 1 says. It says, All things have been created through him, for him, and in him all things hold together. All things have been created through him and for him, and in him all things hold together. So let me ask you, were you created? Okay, then by definition, you were created for him. And we like to think that that it's all about us, that we exist for ourselves. And it makes sense when when you look at the culture and the world that we live in, every message coming at us is saying, yeah, live for yourself. Do everything to the maximum, it's all about you. And then you open up the Bible and you read this and you go, man, actually God said, nope, none of that is true. I actually only exist for him. That's a very humbling thought. And here's the thing. We can choose to reject that. We can say, I I don't believe that, I don't accept that, and I don't want that. But our choice doesn't change the inevitable destiny of all of creation. Which is through him. For him and in him. What I mean to say is that our destiny is inseparable from Jesus. So, in the next couple of minutes, I just want to walk us through four steps that I think will help us in discovering our destiny. And the first one is this you discover your destiny through a relationship with Jesus Christ. So, when I think about this in a practical sense, I think of, of my own relationship with my wife. So me and my wife got married really young, young enough that I look back now and I think, who let us do that? (laughs) Like, where were the adults in this situation? Because it wasn't us. And Chuck, if you're watching online, Chuck's my father-in-law, you rolled the dice. I'm not going to say you hit the jackpot, but you didn't lose your shirt. So I think we're good. But I think about the context of this relationship, you know, I had to learn a lot of things about myself. You know, I had to discover, man, I've got some weaknesses that that my relationship with my wife revealed. But I also realized, hey, I've got some strengths, too, that I didn't really know about. So in the context of relationship, I was able to discover more about myself, who I was, and what I was supposed to do. And it's the same thing with our relationship with Jesus. If we want to discover our destiny... We have to have a relationship with the one who holds the answer to what our destiny is. And as we just read, read, you were made by God for God. And it's through a relationship with him that you begin to discover your destiny. And I'm going to give you a little spoiler. So this is a a spoiler alert. So whatever you do now is your, your choice. The purpose of our lives has less to do with us than we're willing to admit, and it has more to do with Jesus than we can fully comprehend. I'm going to run that one back one more time. The purpose of our lives has less to do with us than we're willing to admit, and more to do with Jesus than we can fully comprehend. And the point is to know him more, to become more like him in every aspect of our lives, and then in that state live out the details of his unique and preferred plan for our life. Here's the next step. You want to know where the answers are? You, you want to understand what you were made to do and what you're called to do? Then you have to seek God. There's literally nowhere else you can go. Where else can you go? You can't do seven Hail Marys to Oprah. You can't look at your reflection in Dr. Phil's bald head you can't align your chakras. You can't wish upon a star and get the answers because they're not contained there. Only God has those answers. And when I think about this, I think about the disciples. Towards the end of Jesus' ministry, um, you know, his preaching is becoming more direct and more controversial. And the crowds start to leave. And Jesus turned to his disciples, disciples and he says, Do you guys want to go as well? And Peter's the one that responds. And he's like, Ah, oh, Jesus, this is. Uh, This has gotten rough right now, I'm not going to lie. You're saying some hard stuff. But then he has this realization. He says, to whom shall we go? We've walked with you for three years. We've seen who you are and what, what you're capable of. To whom shall we go? Only you have the words of eternal life. And we have to come to that same place as well. There's nowhere else to go. Only God has the answers. And you may be thinking to yourself... Yeah, things are rough right now, Lord, and there's things going on that are confusing to me. And this, a lot of this stuff doesn't seem fair. But in humility, you come to the conclusion that, to whom shall I go? There's nowhere else for me. So, Lord, I'm going to stay with you. And I'm going to wait on you and trust in you. And as you seek God, he's going to start revealing exactly how he's equipped you. And how he's equipped you is different than the person sitting next to you, the person sitting in front of you, the person sitting behind you. It's just for you. And this brings us to the the next step, number three. You'll need to start defining your God-given talents and abilities. And part of the foreknowledge that God had was that how he's designed us and equipped us individually to carry out his unique purpose. Purpose. Because when you begin to see this in the context of God's word, you begin to understand that really we all have the same destiny because it's all about Jesus. But how we carry it out and what our role is looks different from person to person. One of my favorite um, genres of of books and movies is stuff that takes place in a medieval setting or medieval era. I don't know why. I just like it, but usually you know, you, you have stories where uh, the person is discovering who they are and what they're supposed to do, but there's still one element that they haven't gotten yet, and, that, and that's the perfect tool, so usually it's like it's a sword, so they, they find the sword and they've discovered who they are and what they're supposed to do, and now it's like nothing can stop them because they got the right tools and they know, and they know what their destiny is, and I don't know why I'm still holding this. That's just poor sword etiquette. But God has equipped you with tools that only you can use the way that you use them. And he's marked out a path for you to begin to apply those. And you probably have some sort of clue as to what those are. But there's a difference between just knowing what they are and having confidence and really begin to, beginning to apply them to the calling that God's giving you. And step number four is this. To live out your destiny, you have to discover your passion. So did we get all the fill in the blanks? Are we on track? All right, good. Because we had like a staff training a week ago. And we had like four pages of fill in the blanks. And every now and then we would skip over one. And I'm telling you, there were some people in the room I thought they were just going to flip the table Just go full Jesus in the temple money changers. Like, you don't skip fill in the blanks. So I learned that. So I want to make sure we don't do that this morning. So the last one is discover your passion. God has wired you to do certain things. And he's wired you to be inspired to carry out certain things, um, you know, by your own efforts that you want to see happen. So you have to ask, what has God given you a heart to do? What gets you fired up? What keeps you looking forward? Maybe even what what breaks your heart? You have to begin to ask those questions to, to find out what you're passionate about. So you identify that passion. You find the right tools, the giftings and strengths that God's given you. And you begin to do that for his glory. And things start happening. And I'll just say this. Make sure that your passion is filtered through your passion for Jesus, mingled with your passion for Jesus. Because if you do that, you pretty much can't go wrong. Like, you're, you can't help but do awesome things for God when that's in effect. So here's what I think we need to know this morning. You need to know that destiny is not something that only applies to special people. If you currently exist... Then you have a God ordained destiny. Is there anybody in here that doesn't exist right now? Just raise your hand. All right. So it's obvious we're all here. So that means we all have a God ordained destiny. And maybe it doesn't look like a fairy tale, maybe it doesn't look like the lives you see on Instagram and Facebook and the movies. But you're being faithful. And your heart is set on Jesus. That's all that matters. There's some in here that are are walking out their God-ordained destiny. Even in the simple things. But there's probably others that really need to draw near to God. And start asking the, the right questions. Because there's a potential path that is marked out for you by God. And you don't want to miss that. Because I can tell you, and there's probably a lot of other people that can tell you, that have lived life both ways, that God's plan is the best plan. And we should all want to find ourselves squarely in the middle of it. I want to leave you with one more verse this morning. And this is a verse that has been um, personally liberating for me once I began to really understand it. And I think it speaks to destiny. It's Ephesians 2.10. You've probably heard it before. And it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which he prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. So look at it. Can you see it? Everything we've talked about this morning, it's, it's all in there. The intentionality of God creating you. Not an accident. The destiny that's contained in the good works. That he prepared beforehand. And all of that is wrapped up and contained in Christ Jesus. And my perspective kind of changed once I realized it. That God had already lined it up for me. I didn't have to strive and manufacture a destiny of my own making because our creative God had already written one for me. And if I could just know that His eyes are set on me and my heart is set on Him and I'm moving towards Him, I'm going to walk into those good works. I'm going to walk into that destiny. I've just got to apply myself, discover my, my strengths, my gifts, my passion, keep my heart set on Him, and He's going to make sure that I walk into those good works and that destiny. And that was extremely uh, a relief for me to understand. So here's what I would say this morning as we close. I know there's a lot of people, you know, I, I think about moms that are at home with their kids and they're, they're in their workout gear, and they know they're not going to make it to the gym. There's no way. There's too much to do. Everything's a mess. You're just trying to get to the end of the day. But you're raising these children, and that is your destiny. We shouldn't discredit or discount what our destiny is because it doesn't look the way that we think it should. All that matters is that we're doing it for Jesus and that our heart is set on Him. And I'll also say this, since it's Father's Day, coming from a home where where I didn't have a father, Dads, your presence matters. Your presence is important. There's destiny in your presence, in your home, with your children. But I would also challenge you, don't be satisfied to just be present, but also be intentional. Because there's no greater destiny than raising young men young women who know who God is and will walk in their destiny. And I also think about this on a day like Father's Day. Single mothers. Today is a reminder that you're doing the job of both. Mom and dad. And you're doing it to the best of your ability. And you're you're worn out. And you're stressed. Because you just want your kids to turn out right. But it's so hard. I would just... Remind you on a day like today that that God sees you. God is with you. He is faithful, and I know it's hard. But keep investing, keep planting those seeds, and you'll see the fruit. I'm just going to close in prayer, and then we're going to have some prayer teams come up. And I just want to encourage you this, this morning. Think about your life. Where did it begin? Where are you now? Are you satisfied? Or is there more? If you feel like there's more, then today can be an opportunity to go to the one who has the answers and begin to embrace God's unique and preferred plan for your life. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that you're a personal God. Lord, I thank you for your creativity, your amazing mind, your loving heart that knows no bounds. And Lord, I thank you that we can trust you. And Lord, for every person that's sitting in this room this morning, you've written a destiny for them. Some of them are living it out. Some of them need to come to you. And wherever we are in this process, Lord, I pray this morning you would remind us that you chose us, that you foreknew us, and that you predestined us, that there are no accidents, that every life matters. And Lord, we know that because you are willing to step into our reality, become like one of us, to give your life, Lord, that we would always know who we are, Lord, that we would have the potential to spend eternity in your presence. Jesus You're amazing. Jesus, we love you. And Jesus, we need you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.
0: For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.